0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Collisions YYC, Current and Critical. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Thank you for joining me today for another good old-fashioned chat. Today's show is brought to you in partnership with Sageium, where creating wealth is just the beginning. For many of us, planning our financial future can be an abstract and sometimes daunting task, especially when you don't have a framework to work with. The value of a well-thought out plan can help create a financial roadmap for your future self. At Sageum, they took a hard look at the industry and did not like what they saw. Self-serving behavior by industry professionals, conflicts between what was best for the client versus what was best for the advisor, not taking the time to fully understand the needs of their clients and most importantly, their families, a true lack of collaboration across the entire sector where they were willing to provide diverse value-based advice to clients. Armed with 70 years of experience, Sageum set out to do it differently and provide a solution that truly made a difference in the lives of their clients. The Sageum advisors and wealth strategists focus on wealth, health, corporate and health solutions that are inextricably linked to your personal vision, values and goals. They take a holistic approach to work with you to answer the following questions. Will we be okay financially if we retire? How can I plan for medical uncertainty? Is my business on my own terms? And how do I protect and distribute my money from a estate perspective? While we all know that life is never a straight line. At SageM, the team focuses on relevant, insightful, and consistent conversations to bridge the unexpected, to construct your personal wealth plan, and to support you every step of the way. SageM is also a proud member of our community and donates 1% of their top-line revenue every year to the charitable sector. FYI, folks, I'm proud to share that I'm personally part of the SageM family. I joined them about two years ago, and I sleep better at night knowing they're in my corner for me, for now, and for my family's future. To learn more about how SageM can help you and your family, please visit them today at www.sagem.com. Hello, and a Warm Collisions YYC. Welcome to Mr. Greg Goodrian. How are you, Greg? (laughs) I am well. I'm very Thanks well. Thanks so much for coming on the show. As always, I appreciate everyone taking time out of their busy schedules. Nobody's getting less busy these days, but uh, you and I just met today. This is our first date. So I always like to, sometimes we have some pre-dates or I bring people on that I know. It's always fun when I'm like, let's push record and let's get to know each other. You are the president at Sagium Health Strategies. And Sagium's is currently a partner of ours who's come on as a, as, as a partner on the show. So we're really excited for that. And we're kind of making the rounds, talking to different individuals on your team. But what I love is going down the rabbit hole. And you are very clearly a passionate guy in the in the, just the last ten minutes we've talked about. So I'll start where I always like to start. You and I just walked in, we're on the ground floor, we walked into the elevator. We got thirty floors. we have as many floors as you need. But give me the elevator pitch. what what do you what's all about say GM health strategies? And what do you do over there?
1: You know, we do uh, two two specific we play two specific roles for our our clients. Uh, one is, We are a employee benefit advisory firm. So we help clients, uh, you know, get the best value for their dollars on putting together a program for their employees that typically is fairly comprehensive. It covers everything from, you know, if if a disability occurs, that that person and family is going to be okay. Uh, If they're, you know, Someone's taking their kids to the dentist. They're not going to have to remortgage. <laughs> the plan's got it. Uh, and you know, if they have a, a health issue, um, again, there's a plan there. It's very tax effective, cost effective, and it's a it's a form of compensation. So, so we do that. I'm most passionate, actually, about uh, what I would call enhanced healthcare solutions. Okay. And these are actually quite new to most Canadians, though I have been focused on this for over 10 years now, uh, close to 15 years. And I'm actually proud in in that I'm uh, responsible for some of these products getting uh, built and available for Canadians. And the... You know, so that that's high level. That that's what I do. I I want to make sure you have choice and control when it comes to your health care, and uh, I help people get out of lineups into care quickly, and um, I do it in a way that does not hurt or impede or public. Uh, or excellent public system. Okay. There's so many questions when you,
0: just the second of get out of the lineup, that's got it. you know, we could have a, we're, we're yep. going to have a conversation before we get down <laughs> the enhance healthcare. And really what I'm really hearing is about the yep. individual, I'm curious. What are you seeing over the last couple of years around employee benefits? And you t- you touched on it right in the idea, like it is a form of compensation. Has the demand on for employees changed? The pressure for employers to have better benefit plans, like even where Calgary, you know, Western Canada sits against the rest of Canada or even the U.S. As our global, we can work anywhere now, right? So it's going to be such an interesting competitive market. What are you seeing around employee benefits, just purely as a competitive advantage or disadvantage for employers and employees?
1: Yeah, great question, and uh, we could spend two hours on that, but uh, you know I'll try and keep it tight. You know, there's been a huge uh, sea change. I would say the rough economic times for Western Canada and certainly Calgary had employers really looking at plans. We we spent years cutting them back uh, because it was really an employer market. Um, They didn't need the the plans they used to have, and and that is. It started in September of two twenty two. It's really shifting. Uh, You know, I got an email yesterday from a client saying, "Short note, Greg, how do we enhance our plan?" Mm -hmm. And we now have many employers, and they're not necessarily directly involved in the oil and gas industry, Mm -hmm. uh, but they are fighting for high quality employees. And one of the tools they want in their box is a great comprehensive plan. The other thing I would say uh, is the days of wasted dollars uh, are coming to an end. And there are so many wasted dollars within benefit plans. Um, Even the way plans are priced, as a rule, uh, when I meet a prospective client, they don't understand in their advisor firm or their broker never really explain to them how the program is priced. They they don't know. The, the insurer, the good news is the insurer is clear and will say this is our target loss ratio. Uh, if it's, let's say, 80%, that means for every dollar you're paying in premium, we're pricing them up to pay 80 cents back on that health and dental program. Uh, and, you know, but they don't tell them about the pooling charges and they should, and so they don't have clue. So one of our best uh, value adds is we really do um, a, a, a no cost benefit audit, and in that audit we do two components. One is on the financials, and what's great about that is it's not my opinion; it's just math, and it's really explaining to a client when I when I get through all the smoke and mirrors. And trust me, unfortunately, there's lots. Uh, I'm able to show them what they're paying in premium for their employee to go to the dentist or go to the chiropractor or whatever. And they're quite shocked usually by the margin. And then there's some efficient ways within a plan to really reduce pooling costs to get a better target loss ratio. And part of that is compensation to the advisor, which unfortunately is very rarely disclosed. So one of our... Uh, I think advantages is we insist on you, the client understanding every dime that we earn because you're paying for it. And so a a lot of, uh, you know, a traditional response, if a client asked a broker, well, what are your fees? They would typically say, Oh, don't, you know, don't worry. You don't pay us Sun Life or Manual Life or RBC insurance. They pay us, but actually, and that's not a lie. Uh, ta- ta- it's technically not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all of the fees are are built in and the clients. So we insist on disclosing what our compensation is. And even we think that's a healthy conver- conversation in itself. I, uh, one of our taglines, we have two taglines. One is trust through transparency. And what I mean by that is we want to be so transparent you actually don't even need to trust us out there. Because trust
0: implies there's um, some unknowns and I've got to go on trust. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, again, we want to bring a new level of transparency. So the client, so the client sees everything. Um, And then the other tagline is value through innovation, is your benefit plan today doesn't have to be like your dad's. Um, You know, one of the, you know, going back to your original question, what's changed? Flexibility is also a key, key component. Because we all want
0: our, we want our, we're all individuals. (laughs) I'm not the same as the person sitting beside me or virtually sitting across the Zoom with me, where typically plans were much more blanketed, where everybody got the same access, even though if one person valued or needed something way at a different level than someone else. Mm
1: Yes, you know, uh, and we. it's so the employer base today is so intergenerational, like there's 70-year-olds there's now uh, that still want to be on the plan, and you've got your 20-year-olds, and they have totally different needs. So we're doing a lot of flex plans where rather than you, the employer, uh, providing a specific plan, you actually just provide a budget. And then each employee gets to choose. It's very slick, very kind of high tech. You kind of literally go shopping. You get a budget bar. Um, and there's great displo- disclosure because a lot of employees don't know how much their employer's paying mm. for them. Uh, and they certainly don't have choice on how the money gets spent. So that is something we do a lot of for clients. And then the other thing that you've probably heard of is both health spending accounts uh, which are tax deductible to the employer and receive tax free from uh, for the employee or their family, and wellness accounts, where uh, as an employer you can say, "Hey, Greg, you're we, you know you're an employee here. You're going to get a thousand dollars this year. You can have that for." you know, a health care spending uh, program, if you, you, if you need to top up your dental plan, your eyeglasses, yeah, your okay. drugs, your uh, paramedicals, or you can choose to put that in a wellness plan and buy a fitness program or an exercise bike or a pair of skis or a ski pass. And the only main downside of the wellness is it's not tax-free. Uh,
0: I see, okay. But
1: mm. it does actually provide a lot of sizzle for the employer's plan and It's some kind of the, employers it's like the quote unquote have,
0: fun stuff, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Know, just the yeah. bear
0: skis, gym membership. And
1: yep. and is this exactly. just the last
0: couple? Because I've started to hear these terms as an employer myself. The last few years, this has become a lot more part of the dialogue. You my wife and works in the oil and gas sector. You know, started off with the health spending account. Then all of a sudden, the wellness account came yep. in. And then you could d- decide which amount you wanted to put in each. And it seems like every year, yes. it's just becoming more and more this direction. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and, and that might be a good, uh, a good pivot in that the, the, the other thing that's new and changing is access to high-quality health care when you need it, and that can take many forms. One, one thing that's amazing to me is the um, rush towards you know average people wanting a really head-to-toe, comprehensive executive medical uh, I'm curious actually, when you say be,
0: average. I want to t- pull on yeah. that meaning meaning someone who's just an everyday person. I'm not an athlete. I don't have a health problem. I just I just all of a sudden now want to take more control, which usually means more information about my own health. Is that I didn't want to make any assumptions, but I you, wanted to grab that.
1: Yeah, it's you're right. They're they're not they're not an athlete and and they're not exceedingly wealthy, okay. uh, but they're using you know their healthcare spending dollars. Uh, or we're adding a program to their plan where they can access, uh, you know, a facility that will literally take an entire day to do every component, do all their metrics, and they'll meet with a dietitian. When they when they do sit down with the physician, they'll have all the blood work, et cetera, done. They'll end up understanding what their Uh, blood pressure is, what their blood sugar is, what their cholesterol is, and then typically a lot of these new clinics will monitor them. Uh, I go to one myself for about five years. I have a really good idea of where my health is. More importantly, where where it's trending too,
0: right? You start to actually build a baseline and then you watch... 'Cause I do love that well, you're yes. you're inside or outside of this range, but if that's a normal range for you and it starts to deviate, then maybe that's more of a red flag versus these universal numbers of, you know, what your cholesterol yeah. is versus somebody else's. But which way is it headed? Yeah. Is what I've heard is really what you want to hear.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And and you know what it does impact your behavior because uh <laughs> which, you, which you is ultimately what which it comes works. right
0: down to, it, right? What choices are we making uh, today and tomorrow?
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Some some well we yes, are not, we're not name right. names, but not some sometimes not always yeah. the best choices. But but then we just go do a little yeah, bit extra fitness. Are you seeing yeah. is this part of that macro trend of people? having more access like I think the internet started and everyone became an armchair physician and I have this symptoms so and I'm looking it up online which I, I've talked to people in the medical profession and got frustrated by that people coming in all self-diagnosing but now we're getting this like drowning in data Fitbits and Apple Watches and all of this data that if you don't understand it it's just a lot of numbers but you don't really actually know what it means. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would say a lot of mainline insurers, uh, you know, Manulife comes to mind, uh, RBC Insurance, uh, Green Shields, have very extensive wellness programs embedded in the health component of the product. So they will they will work with all these devices to track your steps. Your, you set goals. It's all kind of voluntary, so the employer doesn't have a lot of work, but each employee now has tools that they can use to manage their health. Where I think, What is new, so that's been developing for a while, is there's now programs available. And they're really my, I think, highest value way to help people is there's programs that allow me, Tyler, to say, Tyler, if you have a medical issue, I can give you access to any clinic, any hospital on our planet without a lineup. And all of your medical expenses are paid for. And what we're just launching at CGM, literally in February, is a program where we can give you that without any medical evidence. And so we'll give you. Uh, and so if you were an American, you would actually call this major medical insurance. So oh, about 250 million Americans—that's how they pay for their health care because uh, it's not government paid. So this program is for people who. You know the the public system's still there. It's your backstop. Uh, you don't lose anything. But a lot of folks, uh, if you're a busy executive and you work for a company, uh, let's say you're the controller, uh, they they want you into care quickly and fix so you can you can come back to work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you you want the best medical outcome you can get hmm. as quick as you can get it, just for your own. You know, self-preservation. Yes. Um, and so these programs provide a million dollars of insurance dollars per year per person. One of the coolest things is you can keep them lifetime. So when you're retired, a lot of people. One of their, uh, one of the, the real bummers, for lack of a technical term, is you're retired. You've worked hard. You've done pretty well, and you want to travel. It's just one of your big goals which i Maybe would say is pretty pretty years. common
0: I, I finally have time yep. and means to do the thing mm.
1: yes and you kind of put it off you had the but now let's say you have uh even a even a small stroke nothing huge uh or you develop a heart murmur or you've got some cardio issues mm-hmm. uh you know well here's your problem you now don't have a travel product through work you have to qualify on your own health and our health always changes as we get older. It changes quicker, and so you go to apply, and they go, "Tyler, we're going to give you coverage. Uh, you want to go to Hawaii for three weeks? You want to go wherever? But we can't. We're not covering you if you have a stroke because you've got a pre-existing condition. And we know about it because it's pre-existing. So these programs that I'm talking about, uh, you, you, you can qualify two ways if you do a medical app. Um, you will, you, and, and something is excluded, you'll know. Otherwise, you're covered for everything unless it's excluded. But if you can also, through Sageum, actually uh, pick up the same program, no medical qualifications, and there's a 24 month pre existing condition clause that says, Tyler, for any medical issue that you sought treatment for within 24 months, the effective date. So let's say you said March 1, you want to put this plan in place. So 24 months prior, do you see anyone, those issues aren't covered for the first 24 months. After 24 months, you're going to be covered for everything. Oh, and the okay. base definition- kind of like a, cool, a little
0: cooling off period on those certain potential-
1: Convinced. yeah they don't want to buy a claim yeah, they're, yeah, not, it's they're not completely they yeah, buy yeah, a claim. Yeah. it's amazing, it's
0: amazing um, how motivated I get to sign up for something when I know this problem is a month away kind of mindset yeah like friends who break down yeah. and then try to sign up for AMA on the spot so they can get the deal on towing but they also have a 24 hour cooling off period <laughs> for, for I've, I've been in those situations I'll just call and sign up and then I'll get free towing I'm like I don't think that's how it works I think they might be onto that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry completely bad <laughs> exactly. analogy but maybe not sometimes we all need to no tow truck now and again <laughs> Yep. Uh, I'm True curious. Enough. So, obviously, this is a little bit of uh, there's a barrier from a from a this is a cost perspective. So, you know, uh, and there's True. the argument. I'm I, I, this is an I'm, I am no means an expert, nor do I will claim to be the public versus private healthcare kind of streams, and how that's a very sensitive topic in Canada. The the one that I've mm. often subscribed to, with probably a not enough knowledge, is that well, if there's certain individuals that are able to kind of go around that line or go somewhere else because they have the means, and and that's okay doesn't that then take a little bit of a burden off what we already know is a pretty burdened healthcare system here in Canada. I know there's a lot of nuance to what I just said, Mm -hmm. but to me it feels like it levels things out a little bit versus creates two tier, which I know can be a pretty fiery topic. I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but it can't help but come up when you hear the private healthcare concept. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, you're right. uh, And I, I agree with you and here's how, here's, here's how I frame the the ongoing debate. I have no problem living and proud to live in a country where we do look after the poorest of the poor for their medical issues and frankly our our national value is the poorest of the poor who have the same health care as the wealthiest canadian yeah. and there's no getting in line there the uh where the analogy uh where I where I disagree with the debate that if we let people access Better care, quicker care will ruin it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Is it simply doesn't prove true in other major areas where there's government funding? For example, transportation. Um, you, we have a we have a bus system. But the way the bus system works, it's for the greater good, and it stops maybe ten times before you get where you're going. But the cost wise, it's good, it's effective. Um, but we 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 don't. Uh, criticize someone who buys a car no we don't (laughs) we we say oh it's a it's a democratic society they've earned their money they get to choose how to spend it they want quick transportation that's more comfortable get somewhere they want so and it hasn't ruined public transportation um the other argument i would use would be our retirement programs the government of canada has a retirement program for all canadians and we know it's not enough for a great retirement. So we have to subsidize it. We enhance it with our own dollars, but that doesn't mean that the government's not doing all it can to help those who need help. (laughs) So when I think of private or enhanced care, A, I agree it's not, it's getting people out of the lineup. uh, And B, there's also, in my opinion, the right of someone to to use their dollars to protect their health. Mm-hmm. So if someone has done well enough that they have two cars, do they really want to buy a third, or would they rather use that money to say, I want the best health care in the world, and actually there's a way for me to get it where I'll always be covered and have treatment with the the latest techniques, mm-hmm. etc. And so that's not really harming someone who our public system is hopefully doing a good job of looking after.
0: I appreciate that that comparison. Does that on the same thread then also drive some of those individuals? Because if I have means and I have a need, I will find somewhere to get a solution. And that I've also heard from certain physicians yeah. that I've talked mm-hmm. to on the show that that's actually potentially driving dollars out of our province and out of our country to other parts of the world. Because mm-hmm. if I'm an individual yeah. that fits the criteria you just described, the, I can't get it in Calgary. is a very low barrier for me. I'll just go somewhere else. <laughs> so I, I've heard that that actually well, could be hurting sense, us yeah. in that sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we're sending millions and millions and millions of dollars to highly educated, well, well-meaning physicians. And they could be here. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me right now, most of the enhanced solutions are out of country. Mm-hmm. You, you do have to legally go out of country. Um, mm-hmm. Though what's odd about Canada is we don't have one, uh, national system no we it's, it's provincial yeah it's, it's on an
0: individual level yeah
1: so so you can't legally get your your go uh private and get your hip done in alberta if you're in Albertan. you have to you you be go sane. and have clients... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you can go to Ontario. I've got lots of clients going to Ontario, or you can go to the well, U.S. There's a reason I, I think Canby
0: Health had a. I think <clears throat> Health had a huge billboard at the airport for a long time showing knee and hip replacements in BC. So uh, you know, was, there was not yes. a mistake that that was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Really, that someone yes. spent a lot of money to understand who was looking at that. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's an easy thing to forget when we think of this Canadian pride we have around our healthcare system. But each province is run very very differently, and that inability. Yeah, I, like, in, I think that gets forgotten sometimes in the mix. At, at a, at over a yes, it does. Of when you look at the rest of the world to some of the products that you're talking about and excited about something you're just launching, and this is in the last 10 years, this has been a more of a trend and something you've really engaged in. If I go to other parts of the world, use the US, this feels like it's not new. This is just the way it is, but it feels like it's no more new here. Yeah. Is that a correct assumption? Yeah.
1: Oh, so true. And even Western Europe, the U.S. for sure. But uh, I'll pick on Denmark. On Denmark, they also have a public system. Or Belgium is another great. I'll talk about both of those. It, uh, private health care insurance to, to top up the public system is so common. Um, and, you know, and it will be common in Canada as people use it and they have experiences. I mean, it's still pretty new. But I've had 42 claims a 42 payouts. And it works. And I've done, I've helped clients from hips to knees to uh, cataract surgery to cancer treatment, well, kind of all over the map. Everything from and like critical uh, life
0: and death to quality of life and being able to do what you yes, want to do. Yes. Well, hip, hip and well, knee yeah. is, I know anyone who's, most people I know is like, oh, I should have done that years ago because I've got my life back. <laughs>
1: You know, and uh, I, I was on the phone yesterday with a client who recently had uh, a hip replacement in California, and she was just so happy uh, because she had found. Uh, she had done a lot of research. she had, She had been a she had been a lawyer prior to um, uh, her retirement, and you know, very good researcher, and found maybe the leading practitioner. Uh, doing the latest work, all robotic, not even a muscle cut, the oh, incision. Compi- so so the quality of care and the type of care and her recovery, it's just world leading edge. And so, and it was all insured, all covered through her policy. And, she, and it would have cost 82 grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it cost her, I think her deductible, she had a pretty large deductible, it was $5,000. But for her, her quality of life had just gone down and she still would have had over a year wait, she already waited a year, almost. Uh, and then she finally said, "Oh, I've got this insurance. I'm just going to go use it." And the ability to
0: potentially access a higher level and not being critical, there's always Wait, somebody who's no. innovating and at the bleeding edge of of maybe bleeding edge is the wrong thing to say, but at the at the at the leading the <laughs> leading edge, I'll re, I'll I'll, I'll yes. restate that, that that comment. The leading edge of yes. what's going on, especially in medical and anyone I know who's had a hip replacement, yes. it's the recovery. It's how invasive it was around the muscle. To, like that was the the recovery yes. was was a tough part because uh, they were literally in there rooting around. <laughs> The way that was described to yes. me by the individual I yes. know a good friend of mine who had it.
1: You know, and the uh it's funny, we, we actually just did a webinar uh, recently with a robotic surgeon, one of the leading folks, he does mostly uh cancer, uh, but removing tumors robotically from your um in this case it was kidney, um, the, the visibility that the technology gives the surgeon is maybe even the most important. They, they can see so much better using this robotic technology that their outcomes are unbelievable. Like well, your level of, the, of precision the, will go
0: up so much. And that's yes, the key with did I yes. get it all kind of question,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, like you said, there's so much less bleeding because the incision's so mm-hmm. small. Um, that that also helps the visibility. So, you know, it, you're right. It's not that Canada has a bad system at all. It's just that no country will be leading edge in everything uh, That's a That's a nice way to say it. Yeah, that's a really
0: nice, that's a very uh, fair um, way to
1: say it. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're, yeah, uh, again, it's not beating us up. It's just saying why not facilitate uh, individuals going to wherever the Center of Excellence is. Mm-hmm. If it's in Canada, perfect. Uh, if it's not, at least they know about it.
0: What I'm hearing from you, though, is now we have the now You're try- The goal is to give individuals the option, <laughs> which yes, if you don't choice, have the choice you choice you over have the your choice. care. Yeah. To, to yes. well.
1: You know, it's ironic. We're actually in, um, uh, one of uh, a, 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 every Canadian has the right to a second opinion. It's in it's in the uh, healthcare act, uh, but we're out of 28 countries that we're typically compared to in in the Western world. We're 28th. On the time to get a second opinion. So out of 28, w- it's just to say we're last. We're,
0: <laughs> oh no, we're oh, last. that's not a good statistic. Uh, I don't uh, like to hear that. And, I'm a and, proud Canadian. I, another, really, I, I can put us. Yeah. At the, I like to in my mind mm-hmm. put us at the top of almost everything. But I do appreciate mm-hmm. the honesty of. Well, if you think about how long it took you to yeah. get the first opinion, the, it's not going to be fast to get yes. the second. Like, and we all yes. know wait times are real. Yes. The, are a real yes. play, the real disease of our healthcare system right now is the wait times because as an individual, that's all. That's what I experience. I see my loved one not being able to. Has this has the interest and the drive and the, the the inquiries that you're getting? I can only imagine they've increased through the last two years of of COVID, as like the spotlight yeah, has been really on. <clears throat> are clearly overburdened. It was already overburdened before, <laughs> and then then COVID yes. showed up. <laughs> I can only imagine there's a you higher know, demand here than there was two years ago.
1: Oh, totally. It's funny. We have a little program where uh, for $15 a month, we will have an employee and their entire family covered. And if someone needs an MRI or a CAT scan, we can, we'll guarantee they will have that procedure done at no cost to them uh, within 72 hours. Well, the waits right now in Alberta for CAT scans and MRIs are, are literally months, And even fairly urgent ones, I won't go into all the details, but, and so the idea here is if we can get you the diagnostics quickly, and if that turns out to be a serious potential medical issue, it does speed up access to treatment, because we're pretty good at bumping up the most urgent. Um, well, and, and we, so all, and we all know early
0: detection is usually can be a life or death item to, on many cases. Yes. Oh, I, I was yes. fine because I caught it early. Like you hear that time and time again. Yes. In man.
1: cancer particularly, yeah,
0: yeah. early always better. I had a friend who was in for something else and they're like, "Well, oh, wait, we don't like this spot. And they're like, they dealt with it and it was uh, bladder related. And they said, well, if if you hadn't been in for this, we probably never would have seen this until it was significantly more advanced. So for her, it was I'll be blunt it was a minor inconvenience a bit of a scare but it was dealt with and the big headline was early detection no no question
1: mm-hmm. yeah so uh, so these programs are affordable yeah. and okay. we're putting them into many employer plans as a rule, mm.
0: are you seeing? And I appreciate when things are new. Oftentimes, they're expensive, and there's a barrier, and they kind of sit at a certain echelon of society that has access to them. But lot like a lot of things, do we see also over time this will become more accessible? I know we're kind of future, you know, prophesizing here a little bit, but I can only imagine over time. I'm hoping because I'm, I'm an I'm a advocate of what you're assess- what you what you're saying here. This becomes more accessible, and it isn't just for the elites because there there is that creates a little bit of tension sometimes for people as well. Mm.
1: You know, I, I I think you're right. Um, the only reason I, I say with some hesitation is in medicine. What we have seen is they're just pushing the envelope so much. Okay. So pharmaceuticals are a good example. Some of the uh, some of the pharmaceuticals that are available are. Are absolutely astounding. They they uh, there's there's some, for example, that deal with arthritis that literally would cripple you up if you don't have it, and you can function at a hundred percent with the pharmaceutical. While the cost going into getting into the world of the biologics
0: and so uh, some of yeah, the numbers I've heard about that expensive. is phenomenally so, expensive.
1: <laughs> um, but you know, invariably, then you get a, a generic drug. Uh, that is maybe 10 or 20% of the cost of the brand. And so it does come, but it just, it takes time. What to me is more fascinating is the level at which medicine is moving forward globally um, is astounding. And um, I don't want my clients to be left behind. Um, what, one of the downsides, and again, I'm a big fan of a universal public health care system. It's the right social value. One of the downsides, though, is before you, um, as a provincial government, decide to allow, you know, this new drug to be, you know, covered, it's a big decision because the impact is very broad. And so we tend to be a bit slow on keeping up with what is available and what's been approved by our public system and again that's where just enhancing your own care does give you an advantage so then it goes back to is that the right social value and I think you know uh, the government doesn't buy everyone a Mercedes when it comes to their travel they they have a, a good LRT system or yeah. a bus system and people have to realize if I want the best in any year of my life uh, it's typically me subsidizing it, and and that's okay because we do it in all areas. Actually,
0: I really appreciate your comparison. I've never heard anyone say, "Well, let's line it up against other things from a social perspective, like public transit and like a, a retirement." And no one's protesting in those areas, but healthcare definitely it's a it's a it's a hot button for a lot for a lot of people, and I and I get it. Like, it's emotional, very much so. But you said it's part of the fabric and our social. Va- it's the right social value. It's yes. just whenever it comes into question or whenever there's like, hey, can we look at it a bit differently? There seems to be a digging in of the heels. And anyways, that's not what this episode is about, but it just seems like, and I, I know lots of people that work in the sector and certainly are, are, are outside vendors trying to supply in, especially in the H they're like the resistance to change is, is massive in terms of like they're trying to protect a system that arguably needs maybe some fine tuning. And again, I'm the guy from the outside, so I want to be very careful what I, what, what, yeah. what I recommend here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I found the most the, the, the approach I take and, and for me, it's been productive is I, I love the fact and, and I'm a cancer survivor. So I had cancer when I was 17, many years ago. I had unbelievable care at the Foothills Hospital uh, and then actually um, the whole was it the holy was still, at the cancer center, Tom Baker wasn't even here, and did follow follow-ups. To and the public system then—I'm not kidding you—I had no lineup, zero. Uh, this was 1978, and um, I was diagnosed. Uh, they found a tumor in my chest about the size of an orange. I was diagnosed on a Thursday. I met my medical team the following week, and the following week after that, I started my treatment. Like there's, there's yeah. zero weight. That's th- and things so ch- that changed. Lucky. Things have changed. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yep. And th- and that's why, uh, you know, maybe maybe allowing people who want to use their dollars yep. to protect, you know, this asset class that we call health, our health. Uh, isn't doesn't necessarily need to be demonized. it's just it's what they want to do with their dollars and it's no better or worse than choosing to, buy that new car or whatever else I really really appreciate the comparison
0: are do people know about this I know this is part of why we're doing an episode is to get information that's like out to people so at least it's on their radar but when the people that you're talking to is it more they've searched you out or is it more huh I didn't even know this was available because you said it's a relatively new cycle that's happening maybe the ultra wealthy were aware of it but is it trickling down and people are starting to become more aware that they have more choice or that they can invest their dollars in different areas to get those more choices
1: you know, it's still new. Okay. It's still, I would say, if I went and talked to 10 people next week, eight of them won't have a clue. Oh, they'll okay, know so about that's a pretty low awareness. Physicals. That's a pretty low awareness rate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they'll, they'll know about the executive physical they won't know they could have global access hmm. for care when they want it uh, and that they can literally keep it lifetime. And even if their health changes, the coverage just stays in place. In other words, if you had a heart attack, well, you don't lose your coverage. A, it'll cover you for that, but B, it'll cover you for your second, third, fourth, fifth. It's it's just there, and so they don't <laughs> hopefully, know. Hopefully, that we're anything- not we're not we're not racking yeah. up five hundred <laughs> attacks. <laughs> I that's get your right. point,
0: though. Oh. If it does happen, yeah. you are covered. It doesn't like oh, you get one, get one, yeah. check that box. Yeah. No more coverage on that area.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of like there's there's this medical security yeah. that they can obtain, um, and that's new uh, for Canadians, but it's been, it's old for, uh, you know, your Europe, Western Europeans, mm-hmm. uh, and Americans, um, for sure.
0: That list of 28 where we came last, who's in the, who's in the top three, just as a comparison.
1: You know, France is very, it depends in the area, but France is in, in, is commonly ranked the number one, public mm, okay, uh, public healthcare system in, in, in the world. Um, the the U.S. actually, it's it's funny. Um, it's it's the antithesis of, of a public system. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is also it's either you're ranked number one or number like like access is the problem because okay. in the you, and so to me, I actually think Canadians because we have this wonderful backstop called the public system that will handle so much of it. The cost of insurance here is maybe only twenty percent of what an American would okay. pay. Oh, that's, okay. Um, and, and our, the insurance products we have available are typically better. In the, in the U.S., one of the gripes you'll hear about Americans using insurance is um, they will be uh, relegated to a network of, of hospitals or physicians. Mm-hmm. So it's called a network. But our, our programs are outside a network, meaning literally any hospital you choose. Or physician you choose, or center of exit, you're covered. Doesn't matter, so you're not limited. So, but and we can do that for a lot less than your monthly parking charges uh, <laughs> downtown. Um, <laughs> So it's again, it's it's reasonably affordable, especially if an employer is chipping in. I like the comparison because uh, we all heard
0: the the price of a of a fancy cup of coffee a day. I like how your comparison yeah. was the price of a downtown parking spot for anyone who lives and there works in Calgary. We all have an idea. So <laughs> you, you you gave us kind of the range without saying anything. I appreciate yeah, that was yeah. well done, Greg. You yeah. You, you, yeah. you executed that <laughs> nicely. So I'm assuming <laughs> the simple next step is uh, can people like just reach out, give an assessment, kind of obviously chat with you and. Because we all have our own stories around health, and we've all have our own journeys and family histories, I'm assuming there's quite a bit of kind of discovery for you at the beginning to really understand what what that individual or that family needs.
1: Yes, and there, and uh, so you know, I welcome any and every call. And I this is really my passion within within my business. I just I just get excited about giving that family control over their health care. I just think it's so important. Um, for them to know we'll get the care we want the best available care when we need it and financially it's not going to hurt us
0: and that's huge because it's a scary and and health is one of those things you i think you said your your health you know your, your health asset it's fine until it's not fine, and it's man. We can really take it for granted. We're we're a bit guilty, you know, because when you feel great, and we oh, get don't have to worry about it. Yeah, Ooh. you know, we we so yeah. we so live in the uh, in the moment of uh, no. I feel fine right now, but I like what you said. As you get older, things change, and you've definitely they happen. Things change faster, and I think that that's something to really take into consideration. Because by the time some the ball that it's moving in a certain direction, you don't want access to be the thing that holds you back from getting the care you need. So I'm 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 you're saying what you said back to you because I. I certainly, as we take more control of our own health, whether it's our health and fitness choices, our food choices, but our choices of where we can go for care, it just kind of makes sense when you say it out loud, (laughs) or it certainly sounds good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, And and I think, um, you know, what's kind of ironic, Tyler, is I have clients who have these programs in place. But it doesn't mean they won't use the Canadian system if they can, you know, if it makes sense. Of course, because we have that system so, there. So again, support. it's just you, you have the best of both, um, for sure. And, and that's why it doesn't need to be a war. It doesn't need to be a, a right or wrong. It can be like all the other social programs where we blend, um, our needs, um, and and the other cool thing is this, and, and where where my conversations usually lead with uh, an individual, whether it's a a family or an HR professional, is how do you want to purchase, is is medical evidence going to be easy and we can get a a, a product issued standard medically Mm. uh, because your health history is excellent? Or do we need to find a way to get these contracts issued non-medically so Mm. that in the end you'll have a a full contract with no ratings, no Mm. uh, exclusions? And so that's where we kind of, that's where a lot of the discussions go. But and, th- and that's where my expertise lies, is I, I've done this for uh, health care, private health care, enhanced health care, for well over 10 years. And um, I've, I've uh, really enjoyed learning about what, what's the best way to structure this what's the best deductible to use the most cost effective how to know um, well, Greg
0: your passion is coming yep. through loud and clear over the microphone so I appreciate I love talking to people that are incredibly passionate about which I often get to do about what they do because it shows up this is audio only people don't people can see you smiling I'm pretty sure by by the, by the tone of your voice and how passionate you are Greg let's cut to the chase what's the best way for people to get a hold of you they're just itching right now they want to learn more I, I can, obviously they can go to Sagium, but is there a way that they can should reach out to you personally or is it through LinkedIn or what's your, what's your preferred?
1: Sure. You, you know what? Uh, cert- they can certainly go to our website because because and we're actually just upgrading to put a little more health. So at sageyum.com uh, um, and uh, they can certainly give me a call. I'm pretty personable. You know, my direct line is 403-668-9012. Uh, and I'll, I will return your call because this is an area that I think where I get my kicks, I can really have a dramatic impact on your life through the work I do because I can just put you in position A if and when that unforeseen event happens. And what is bizarre, and you mentioned this, Tyler, uh, we're all guilty of it. We Life's good. But we don't really know what's going to happen. <laughs> we don't. You know, tomorrow, let alone next week. And like someone today in Calgary, unfortunately, is, is, is going to have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to have a stroke. And someone's going to get a cancer diagnosis. And my bet is not one of the three of them are really aware that that's going to be their day. And so, to me, this is where, where wh- what is brilliant about insurance, it's, it's great at covering off unforeseen events and risks it's great it's a great tool to say oh i can prepare whether it's the house fire or the cancer diagnosis i can actually be ready to deal with this event as bad as it is so i can come out the other side and uh yeah that is that is my passion i i love uh love putting people in that position Greg thank you so much for coming on the show thanks for your
0: enthusiasm thanks for what you do I love to talk oh, I love to talk to anybody who's as passionate as they are especially bringing something new and giving customers or giving just humans other people access to something that maybe didn't have before They can make their life better and I think you you know it's about mitigating risk and risk uh, the biggest risk is the un, is, is the unknown and that's also the one we can also easily the most easily overlook but Greg thanks for coming on the show thanks for throwing out your phone number I love when people do that it's like no no I'm serious call me here's my number but Greg it was no, absolutely it's an Simple. absolute pleasure, sagium.com. Please go check them out. Really interesting of what is out there when you want to do a little bit of digging and maybe give yourself and your family a little bit more access. But Greg, thanks for the conversation today. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I as well, Tyler. I, uh, I appreciate, I think you offer actually a fantastic uh, service for being able to, to get a message out to uh, to lots of local folks, which, is, uh, which we appreciate very oh, much. Thank
0: you so much. And the best part is I have a blast doing it. <laughs>
1: I can tell. (laughs)
0: Thank you, sir. I can tell. All right.
1: Have a great one.